Hello, this is Laura Adler, your guest host on the podcast. Today, we are mapping environmental inputs with Andrea Nakayama on the 15-Minute Matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on how to use the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist, and for today's podcast, I'm sitting in the guest seat. Taking over as our host is my colleague and good friend, Laura Adler, an environmental toxins expert and educator and a certified holistic health coach. Hi, Andrea. Thank you for turning the tables and letting me interview you on the 15-Minute Matrix. This is going to be fun, Lara. I know we're talking about a shared favorite topic here. Yes, we are talking about environmental inputs today and, you know, particularly their impact on physiological function and chronic disease outcomes. And in your ebook, Roadmap to Resolution, you've listed environment as a factor that impacts genes. Can you talk into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited about the Roadmap to Resolution and particularly the three roots, many branches approach to chronic disease resolution because it's all in there. And we can, as practitioners, take a look at everything that's happening in relationship to those three roots, but we can also use it as a tool to easily speak to our patients and clients about having more than one root. So it allows us to get out of the quick fix mindset and look at things from a more multilateral perspective. And today, like you said, I want to look at environment and environmental inputs, which is one of of the factors that impacts our genetic expression. And Laura, you do such an amazing job in your teachings of looking at the specific environmental toxins. And I want to zoom us both out and zoom us in just a bit to consider how we as functional nutrition counselors leave no stone unturned when we're looking at environmental inputs and chronic and unresolved signs, symptoms, and diagnoses. So Zooming us out a bit, when we look at all environmental inputs, we want to think about toxins in both the exogenous and endogenous environments. And the list of what to consider is really long. It's long. so long. <laughs> long. It's the pesticides, right? It's heavy metal exposure, things like mercury and lead and arsenic. It's naturally occurring substances from food and water, whether they be allergens or substances like fluoride, even things like salicylates and oxalates and leptins. There are things in the exogenous environment like smoke and air pollution, as well as persistent organic pollutants like dioxins. We need to think about the internal environment and the role of oxidative stress, about endocrine disruptors and endocrine dysfunction, including stress itself and blood sugar imbalances. We have to think about dysbiosis and secretion inhibitions as part of the environment we want to look at, along with infections and the inflammatory response they elicit. 
We want to think about poor living environments, whether that be socioeconomic challenges or emotional ones. We have to think about mold and dust and so much more. And of course, we want to think about the input we do or do not get from key nutrients needed to survive and thrive, some of which might even be robbed by medications that our clients or patients are taking. And toxic exposures, right? Absolutely. Also inhibit that process. So it's a vast and complicated terrain, environment is not just one thing, it is so many things. So everything that you mentioned is totally relevant. And I feel like that's even just a summary of what that entails. Exactly. I knew like, as I'm even listing things off, we can't even think of them all. And I think the point I want to make is that when we think about our genes, and there can be a lot of focus on the genetics and the genomics these days. And I think it's trending away from that, like hypervigilance about the genes tell us the answers. But we really have to think about the environment in which the genes exist the terrain. And that really does bring us back to the four factors that impact the genes in the three roots, many branches approach, which is food, movement, environment, and mindset. And Laura, I don't know if what you think of this approach, but I like to put another circle of four around yeah. each of those words. So if I were to put a circle of four around environment, I'd think about recognition moderation, because we can't always avoid it. Absolutely. Mediation, because yep. this is where we get to bring in our therapeutic intervention and detoxification. Yes. And I mean those four terms really broadly, especially if looking at the term environmental inputs through that more macro lens. I think that's a brilliant way to highlight the complexity of this topic. It's not just looking at reducing exposure to a toxin. It's not just about detoxing. It's about integrating and weaving together all of those components to address this broader topic. Like we have to do all of those things. So I love this circle overlay concept. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And th what this means is that we all play a role. So what then does this mean for practitioners who have different scopes, different licenses, different capacities to work with their clients or patients? How do they navigate the complexity of this conversation with these different scopes that they have? Yeah, I love that question because I know a lot of times practitioners hold themselves back, coaches, clinicians, health educators, whatever our scope is, we always think somebody else has the degree that we need or can do something with, right? So what I love about this model is that there's room for all of us to do some of this work, whether the recognition is through education, the moderation can also be through education, really getting rid of the plastics, recognizing that we have to eat to support our body's function, think about the environments we live in and how we clean those up. Again, not just through a toxins arena, but I guess they're all toxins, but they're really all toxins. we yeah. can think about like our emotions as toxins, right? Everything can be a toxin. And I love the quote that Louis Pasteur said on his deathbed, which was that Bernard was correct. I was wrong. The microbe or the germ is nothing. The terrain or the milieu is everything. 
And these two, Claude Bernard, I'm, I'm butchering his name because it should be said in French, but he and Pasteur were working in tandem. They had kind of overlapping work, but their conclusions were often different because they were focused on different things, one on the germ and one on the terrain. And Bernard was really looking at the internal terrain, so the interstitial fluids and the internal environment in which the cells of the body are nourished and maintained or harmed and looking at that milieu and really all these things in the environment are affecting the internal environment we have to think about how they play together with each other and this becomes sort of our gene environment connection the environmental inputs impact every organ and every body function. As you speak about so well, Laura, they impact the brain and the kidneys and the liver and the bone and the gut and the endocrine organs, skeletal function. Everything is impacted by the quality of that internal terrain, which is impacted by everything that's happening in the body and out. Yeah, that's so beautifully said. And it's just such a complex sort of tapestry of factors that we have to take into consideration. As you say, it's not just what we eat, it's what our body does with what we eat. It's not all that we're exposed to, it's how our body can process what we're exposed to. There's so many different factors in this conversation. So I love the way that you're articulately summarizing how these pieces fit together so that practitioners can understand their role in having this conversation. Yeah, thank you. So here's one thing that is often said when it comes to the toxins conversation, I talk a lot about this myself, is that, quote, the dose makes the poison. And when it comes to certain chemicals, this is a true but partial statement. So it's not an absolutely true statement. Is this also true with all those things that you mentioned with all those other types of environmental inputs that people are being exposed to or experiencing. Yeah, that's so true. And I love that you said true but partial. It's one of my favorite statements. I also joke with the students in full body systems when they ask a question, my answer is almost always it depends. Yeah. Right? Oh God, <laughs> me too. Me too. That's hilarious. So I think we have to think about what I call symbiosis. And we think about this with food, right? Where does the food meet the physiology? But where does this toxin meet the physiology or this environmental input? And this is why if we look at something like an infection, or even a germ, if we're looking at a bacteria, that same input can respond differently in a different body. And we have to here think about where the two interact and what the load is. And again, you speak so beautifully, Laura, about the allostatic load, about what the burden is on the body. So I'm going to bring us into a little bit of the world of omics here to think about the environmental inputs. And we have to think about the exposome. And that means that the exposome is actually representing the totality of exposures received by an individual during their lifetime. And unlike the genome, which is pretty much fixed at birth, the exposome has input from both exogenous and endogenous sources 
that change throughout life. So the things that are happening to us in the exterior environment, obvious ones like, you know, secondhand smoke, as well as the things that are happening to us internally that are chemicals that can be measured in the blood. So we have to remember those things that are part of the endogenous chemical milieu are sterols and opioids and autoantibodies as chemical modulators that are impacting the expression of chronic diseases. And when I say that, I mean cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, obesity, neurocognitive disorders, and immune dysfunctions like autoimmunity. So when thinking about the environment, it's vast. And in terms of the dose making the poison, like you said, Laura, it really depends. It's true, but partial. Some we don't want any exposure to. And some things we have to look at, why is there a negative response to this? This is something I think about with things like leptins or oxalates. I don't just rush to the, ooh, those are bad. I go, wait a minute, the body's supposed to be able to process normal amounts of these things. Why can't it? And that's where we go inside into the physiological function and start to answer the question, why? I love that. And I think that's so true on so many of the types of exposures that people are getting or the experiences that people have. I think this sort of matrix of this exposome and our epigenetics and our epigenome is the thing that explains why two different people can have the exact same exposure to whether it's cigarette smoke or arsenic or a pesticide and have very different outcomes from those exposures. So it's just part of that jigsaw puzzle of fitting that all together. Yeah, and it takes us into the beauty of a personalized approach. And what the matrix does and what I believe a functional approach does, especially the one that I teach, is bring us back to the fact that everything's connected, we are all unique, and all things matter. Everything matters. All exposures matter when they start to produce a problem. If we're seeing outcomes in an individual that are not getting better, we can't turn to protocols alone. We have to ask why, and that's where an understanding of the full body systems really comes into play. Awesome. So if there's one thing that you wanted your coaches and clinicians who are listening to consider when thinking about environmental inputs, what would that be? First of all, there's something that you and I always laugh about, Lara, and there was such a long time where nobody was looking at the environment and you were the sole uh, holy fool out there going, you gotta look at this, right? There, you weren't yeah. maybe alone, but it didn't feel like there was a community. And I remember showing up at functional medicine conferences and calling you on my cell phone saying yeah. like, they're talking about environmental inputs. Yay. And now it's a more common conversation. So I think we have to embrace that environment matters. That's very important. But I think the other thing that we have to embrace is that we can't be myopic about it. Just like we can't be myopic about notions of detoxification, we have to bring it back to what does it mean to think about the environment for this 
individual. What does it mean about the way they're living their everyday life, about their history and exposures, and about what's going inside of their body that can help us to bring that mediation to their pain points? Love that. I love that. Well, it has been such a great honor to guest host today's podcast with you, Andrea. Thank you for having me come and sit on the other side of the microphone. To learn more about the Roadmap to Resolution, which we talked a lot about in this episode, visit fxnutrition.com forward slash roadmap or follow the link provided in the show notes. I'm Laura Adler, an environmental toxins expert and educator, certified holistic health coach, and someone who's deeply passionate about helping health professionals change the landscape of disease through addressing toxic exposures with their clients and patients. You can learn more about my work at lauraadler.com. The 15 Minute Matrix is brought to you by Andrea Nakayama and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The 15-Minute Matrix team includes music by Andrea's son, Gilbert Nakayama, and additional production assistance by Renee Hunt, Natalie Merrill, and Christine Shook. You can visit us and hear more episodes at 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be emailed a short reminder each time there's a new podcast episode, please go to www.15minutematrix.com forward slash notify and subscribe. You have an open invitation to email the team about who you'd like to hear on the podcast and what you'd like to see mapped on the 15-Minute Matrix. Address your email to ask at 15minutematrix.com.